Aloha, Julio. Aloha, Sunshine. And aloha, listener. Very good. Aloha, listeners. Welcome to the Zen Tiki Lounge, the tiki bar that lives in your head. Julio is my my neighbor. You've heard me talk about him on the podcast before. All good things, of course, but he listens. So he's he's one of the few people who has actually been behind the microphone here who actually listens to the podcast. Um, we need to have a cocktail. I gave Julio the option of picking two. He picked coconut melee, not to be confused with melee, which is not a great thing to happen, but a melee, as in melee kaliki maka, uh, is a song or chant about something. And this is a chant, a song. This cocktail is a song about coconut. Coconut melee. Does that make sense? I was just, I actually just thought about it as a Smash Brothers thing. <laughs> See, I don't follow that. It's video games. Oh, that's why. Okay. I'm like, what? whatever you say. So um, I'm going to put the recipe online. This drink has three kinds of rum, one of them being a coconut, and then there's a dark rum and a light rum. It has lime juice, uh, just a two drops per cocktail of orange flower water. It has light coconut milk, not the kind in the big jug in the grocery store, but the kind you buy in a can, like you use for, um, use for cooking, Asian dishes, for example. And uh, what else is in there? I think I'm missing something, but you're going to go to the website, of course. The recipe will be posted there. There's one trick to this drink. So you put everything in the shaker with ice except the coconut milk. That needs to go in very last. So I'm putting it in right now. And that is because if you let the coconut milk stay in contact with the lime juice for too long before you shake it and emulsify it, it clumps on you. And nobody wants a clumpy cocktail. Well, I mean, so probably somebody does. Shake it real nice. We're making three here. One for Julio, one for me, and one for the husband. I haven't made coconut melee in a long time. So I was really glad that I found these recipes. Comes out a milky brown, just like if you add a splash of cream to your coffee. That's because the dark rum in here is blackstrap, which is a nice molasses rum. Thank you. Whiskey, we don't need to hear from you. Cheers. Cheers. Try your coconut melee. What do you think? I like it. I like it a lot. It, it, <clears throat> I always like, when I drink these drinks, it always takes me back to a place. And this one's taking me back to Hawaii. Uh, just seeing my daughter and my wife just in the ocean, and, I was, and I'm just, just filming them. And being drunk. And being drunk. And <laughs> then my daughter asking me to go down the slide while I was really sloshed and wondering how I was going to get up the steps. That's what this just brought me. That's the memory you just hit me with. Okay, I'm glad. So uh, for me, this drink reminds me of uh, one of the room parties at Caliente that I served, you know, like 150 of these. Um, I, I do like coconut, but I do not like sweet coconut. And this is not a sweet coconut drink. You actually taste the lime. Mm-hmm. Um, so you taste the lime and the coconut, and then after a couple of sips, if you're not already, you'll notice that orange blossom 
okay, flavor that, that's in there, yeah. especially if you sip it from the top of the glass and you smell it. Um, so it's got some subtlety to it. And then I have adjusted the recipe because originally I didn't use blackstrap. I used, uh, I actually used Myers Dark, but it, I think the blackstrap works wonderful in here. That's what she said. Mm-hmm, <laughs> yes. She didn't tell me. I wasn't aware. Anywho, so uh, a little bit about these lost drinks. So I, I, I mentioned it on the last podcast. I found about 35 lost drinks in my email folder. I didn't know where they were. I sent them to myself when an app that I used to use was not going to be available anymore. We're listening to Surf Rock, by the way, today. You didn't already pick up on that. And I've gone through all the recipes, and I've realized that of like the 35 of them, only about six or seven are solid. Like this, this one and the one last week. Those are these are the ones that I actually want to recreate. Um, and then I, it, I might be able to adjust and tweak the other ones, a few of them, and and make them worth being on the website. But there's definitely two dozen in there that, like, I probably wouldn't serve anybody anymore. So what made you like? So you actually had to make them, right? And then you figured out it was a bad drink, or what? no? Like, okay, because some of these recipes are ten years old. And just the, the more you spend time behind the bar and mixing, I can just look at the recipes and go, what was I thinking? Like, I, in my head, I know that that recipe is not something I would make today. I know that it's too simple. It's just like sweet rum, like sweet juice and rum. And it's like, no, there's no complexity to it. It's not probably that well balanced. It's just, you know, people on a cruise ship would like it just fine. But for what the drinks I try to make now, it just isn't to the same level. So... Okay, this so, one is though. This one's an older recipe that just happened to be a hit. So now you're talking about levels. So, do you think you have too much of a high standard, and do you have to, do you feel sometimes that you have to pull back? No, because there's a time and a place. Like there, I mean, sometimes there's a couple of the girls in my group, not the podcast girls necessarily, but some of the other girls we hang out with, and they will just be like, "I just want to, I just want a fruity drink." Or like pumpkin, especially. So some of these recipes on there, they're total pumpkin recipes. She she will drink them. It's it's boozy juice and it's sweet and it's fruity. She likes it, right? Um, whereas Starshine, she likes more sour stuff. She likes a, the booze content to be a little higher. Um, Kalani, only maybe like medium sweet. She definitely is starting to explore and enjoy rum more. So she actually wants to taste the rum. Whereas Pumpkin doesn't care if she tastes the rum at all. She just wants booze in her fruit juice. Okay, I can see that. And sometimes people will just say, like, Sunshine, can you make a two gallons of something and bring it to a party? Just make it simple. Whatever you have, don't, you know. See, but those are the worst. When someone brings a chug of whatever they were drinking, and then it just it, it takes away from the party. Because you go to a party, you want to experience things. And giving something that's just super, super simple just, just ruins it. Oh, no. I, I, I agree. <laughs> I agree. Um, and I always, so when I bring a drink, a, a batch drink to a party, I watch how fast it goes, right? Like after the, after the, like, so I, I always serve around to everybody when they arrive. And after that, I let them help themselves because it's got a horse bat on it. Help yourself, right? Um, they go back for seconds and thirds when it's a good drink, obviously. And when it's not, they move on to beer, wine, champagne, and something else, right? So you know you have a hit when they drain the jug. Yeah. Well, that's, that's, I think that's the most important part. Like you drink something and then you start a conversation because every drink, 
especially in parties, leads to a different topic or it just leads to an exploration. And that's why I always think your drinks have to be interesting because basically that's kicking off the party. Well, you're, you're, so you're right about that. And then one more thing I'll say. A good drink means people will drink more. And <laughs> if you have a group of friends who tend to like enjoy themselves more after a couple of drinks, you want to have some good stuff to drink because they're going to drink more. They really loosen up. The conversation gets lively. Shenanigans happens. That doesn't happen when I have been with my same group of friends where like someone else is taking care of the drinks. Like, and she listens sometimes I'll say, and she said, I made one of the most mediocre cocktails ever in a punch bowl and people just weren't drinking it. And then they were kind of lot, just not drinking as much of anything. Right. So it kind of like puts a damper sometimes on the drinking. Oh yeah. That's what's that one saying says it's uh no one, um, re, no one remembers a story that starts off with, I was sober this one time. <laughs> Actually, on the podcast four episodes ago, that happened to me, and I got email about that because it was so rare for me to say I was sober one time. Um, all right. Well, um, let's go. Uh, we're going to pause here. We're going to go find the mail sack, and we will be right back. so wrinkly <laughs> it's not really though i mean it's it's pretty smooth <laughs> i do like to keep it smooth uh yeah a couple times a week anyway a couple of emails from uh some from from listeners the people who tend to be on the other end of this microphone then the first one is from john he says hi ztl what's a good kind of coconut rum or infusion that isn't too sweet i have heard you turn your nose up at malibu for good reason what do you recommend? Keep it up with the show. Always listen while exercising. Used to be at the gym, but now in the pandemic, I go running. Well, good for you, John. You're still exercising instead of just stopping. I actually wasn't exercising, and then the pandemic happened, and now I am. What about you? Well, uh, I heard you've been in the garage. Well, this is different. Um, John, I would give you tons of advice about working out. Um, I'm, I'm currently trying to train for a triathlon so this is ridiculous this is uh this is very interesting actually alcohol does help afterwards because if believe it or not um after working out you you never want to stretch when you're uh, cold so you want to stretch after your after you work out because you're kind of loose if you want to get loose after you work out because you'll be very tight try meth well, not meth. <laughs> I, I don't think we're recommending meth. No, no. But just a little cocktail will actually loosen you up a little. After bit. you work out. After you work out. So after everything's done, don't don't do. Oh, I thought you were gonna say use it as your reward, like as a way to get you to exercise because you know that's when you get one. You can do that. Anything to do to relax after your exercise because you don't want to go to sleep tense. Anything you can do, even if you work out in the morning, at late at night. Have a little cocktail, relax. That's the most important part. Relax and, and enjoy the workout. So if you use it as a reward, because you know you're going to get a reward afterwards. I, I mean, use it as a reward afterwards. I, I know what you mean. I, I I follow you. Totally totally doable to drink a little bit of alcohol. Obviously, don't do it. Don't don't take a six pack 
every night because you won't see any results. But <laughs> That's like eating 12 slices of bread. Yeah. Isn't one beer two slices of bread? Uh, it depends on the beer. Well, that's a, And that's a light beer. Uh, that's a light beer is two slices of bread. That's yeah. how it works out. Well, I don't know, but I think I stick with uh, like ultra light or just because I want that. Do reward. you drink Michelob Ultra? I, I, oh, I don't care. It doesn't matter to me. I don't drink beer. You're not going to offend me. I kind Okay, let's let's answer uh, John's question. So, uh, coconut rum. Well, so so here's the thing. Uh, I really now coconut rum, or it'll be a coconut liqueur. So it'll be a coconut infused rum or a coconut flavored rum. Um, Mahina Cocoa by Rum Clement is one of my favorites. Uh, it is it it has the nuttiness of coconut. And that, that's what I use in this drink. Um, when I say coconut rum, that's what I use. I don't use Malibu. So, but you, it, it depends also on how much sweetness you want. So if you need the coconut rum to add sweetness to your drink because you're not adding sugar, you're not adding simple syrup or some other flavored syrup, uh, you know, something like a Malibu is actually okay. But Malibu has a very simple coconut flavor. It's just, it's like those, it's like those uh, coconut cookies that you get in the Hispanic section of the grocery store. They, they just like punch you in the face with coconut. Like it's a very, it's a very coconut flavor. Yeah. I do like those cookies, but. Uh, uh, you're the only one. But here's a question. Do you, because there's different, obviously different regions have different coconut tastes. Yes. Which ones do you prefer better? I like a less sweet, more nutty, toasty coconut. So that's that why I like the Mahina cocoa. Oh, okay. So, but when you're when you say nutty, mm -hmm. do you mean like like if it had like a little chunk in it? No, 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 no. Like, um, it actually smells a little bit like a a roasted nut or a toasted nut. Like it almost has a toasted coconut aroma to it. Oh, okay. The, how do they get that flavor then in it? Well, coconuts can have just naturally. Like if you if you chop open, um, hack open a fresh coconut and you smell the meat, it doesn't really smell like really coconutty. It's it's a light coconut aroma, and you'll get some of that like meaty nuttiness that you'll actually you can smell. Okay. Um, and sometimes when they're um, infusing or making the coconut liqueurs, they'll actually toast the coconut as well because it brings out a lot of flavor. Just like when you put, you're cooking, you put um, the garlic in the pan first with the oil and toast, like kind of saute the, the garlic before you get the rest of the ingredients in there because it totally changes the garlic flavor. We're going into realms that we've never been in before. <laughs> That's what you're here for, to learn things. So so that would so anyway, so that's that's one suggestion. I would also say don't be afraid to use a coconut vodka. Most of those are 35% alcohol by volume, which is quite a bit more than Malibu. And um, they tend to have a better coconut flavor than Malibu. It'll have not it's not quite as sweet, a little more alcohol, bang for your buck. Um, the Ciroc coconut, I actually really like that vodka. I, I, I particularly like it. Um, and then if I'm going to buy an off-the-shelf coconut rum, Cruzan is the one. So it's, it's less expensive. I also really like their vanilla. Uh, so there you go. I gave you a couple of options, John. But don't hate on the Malibu. Because the Malibu is really great nah. for if you're trying to 
you you don't have any any alcohol in your house <laughs> and someone left it over in a party it's really great to use so i would drink it if somebody left it and i don't i'm not going to dump it down the drain right but i would also add more rum to it like straight rum i could i couldn't i can't handle oh, no. it straight i feel like the malibu is like those nine, those ones turning to just twenty one and don't have have no experience with alcohol. Yes, that's exactly what it is. Yes, yes. Oh, Kalani coconut liqueur is also another one. That's where Kalani actually got her name for the podcast. She looked up on the shelf. She saw the bottle. It's that one right there, the green label, the triangle up there. Yeah, Kalani coconut liqueur. Okay, um, this comes from Ron and Carrie. Aloha, sunshine and ladies. Uh, Julio, you're the ladies this week. My only purpose in sending you this love note is just that, a love note. I have been listening for a few years and always get a little bit of joy when I see a new episode. I have a dozen podcasts I listen to, and yours is in my top three. I miss the crazy stuff you did way back, like Mail in Pumpkin's Vagina and Campari Kraken. Well, I mean, I miss that, too. Well, I always miss the vagina. You never know when Campari Kraken's going to come by. Uh, have you ever listened to one of our episodes where we did it from Pumpkin's Nether Regions? <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> I, you, were, you were in Palm Springs, I think, when I li- listened to one of them. Maybe. I, and I think, yeah, you guys were in a big crowd. Everybody was screaming. And then all I remember is hearing vagina and everybody going crazy. Yeah. People are like that, especially when they've been drinking for 72 straight hours. Um, yeah, I, we, I, we, well, thank you, first of all. Mahalo for the compliment. I, we appreciate it. And um, Campari Kraken could definitely come back. He's been a recurring character that has been, he has not visited the lounge in probably a year and a half. So we'll see. Now that he's got his own signature cocktail and a recipe posted, maybe he'll fly his carpet in and uh, do some... Do some reading, fortunes, you know, the things that he likes to do. Well, speaking to that comment, I mean, uh, I got to say, listening to the podcast uh, old um, back in the days, obviously you guys got a library, so you guys could always uh, listen to the old podcast. Yeah, you guys got some great segments that I think you guys should bring back. And I love it when the girls go go crazy at each other. Ugh. I just love it. I know you It's don't... so hard to edit. Yeah, I know, but I just love it. It's just so much fun. <laughs> Well, you edit those episodes. <laughs> it's all yours. Um, okay, this last one. Hi, Sunshine. I know you will have an opinion on this little query I have. Oh, I love your fancy word. Is there much point in infusing a silver rum over a vodka when all you want is a spirit with the flavor of what you infuse in it? Seems like most rum, silver or light, have almost no flavor anyway, so a, so a lot like vodka. Curious to hear your take on this. I have an opinion. All right, so here's the thing. If you are going to infuse a rum like Bacardi Silver, yeah, there's so little difference between Bacardi Silver and vodka. You do what you want. Do, get the cheaper one that's still a brand that you're happy with. Um, however, I would recommend that you use a use the Myers Silver or J. Ray Silver like a Jamaican that actually has flavor and aroma, use that as what you infuse your ginger or your coconut or pineapple or whatever you're going to infuse into it. So, uh, but I, I will say that, you know, vodka is a perfectly good medium for infusions too. And if truly all you want is the flavor of what you're infusing in the spirit, absolutely use a vodka. You, you can do that. 
I just use rum because I'm very rum centric. There's 80 plus rums here in the lounge. And um, I will choose a rum for infusing that actually has a little bit of flavor and aroma. So like I said, J. Ray Myers are good examples. And if you want a medium brown uh, to dark rum that's not too expensive, you could do an Appleton. Um, there you go. That's my opinion. Any, any thoughts, Julio? Well, seeing that you guys went over my head, about 200 miles over my head, I would say that um, flavors, after the, after the fifth drink, flavor doesn't really matter anymore. Well, but sometimes you're just having one drink and you want quality. Well, I guess. <laughs> you're like, that's not how I drink. <laughs> well, okay. So and it is too, because I know you have like one drink. You are usually like, no, I shouldn't. I have to get home to the baby or whatever. Well, yeah, I can't. Or the wife will be jealous. The wife gets mad <laughs> if I can come home drunk. But I would say that the, the first drink is is probably the most important one. Yes. Because you have to have flavor. If you don't have flavor, there's no point in having that drink. But after you, especially if the, if the alcohol is heavy, after the third, fourth one, just use the cheap stuff. No one will know. Not even you. Oh, oh. Um, I'm not going to deny that I haven't used things I want to get rid of behind my bar after I'm serving the third or fourth round. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, ab it, it happens. It happens. Because, yes, but... I would, that's why I say the most important drinks are the first ones. I say the first two rounds have to be solid. Yes. After that. After that, no <laughs> one's really paying attention. I'm not saying get out the Malibu. I'm, <laughs> just, I'm just saying that, yeah, I agree that it, it, it could be a little less. Unless you're serving a 19-year-old. Or, I mean, no, uh, 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 a 21-year-old, uh, uh, then... If you're 19 and you're, and you're, and you're, is that when you started drinking? Uh, specifically, yes. Okay. 19. When, cause that, the only reason was cause my girlfriend at the time, she asked for some, some alcohol. Mm hmm. The only thing I knew what to do was Malibu. And look at you today. I know. All right. Send your comments and questions to mail at zentikilounge.com. I would love to pull them right out of the mail sack here on the podcast and answer them. And uh, to those of you who send me the secret questions that I answer offline, you can continue to do that, too. There's a couple of listeners that I go back and forth with all year long about just the most random things, and they just don't want to have their name and their question uh, discussed on the podcast. Also, don't forget to go to iTunes and leave us a review. We take five-star reviews and then type whatever you want. Starshine is still waiting for that perfectly snarky yet wonderful comment, specifically about her. It's all about her. What is she looking for? She, she just doesn't want it to be a fluffy, nice compliment, right? She wants it to be a backhanded, like, oh, slap. I love that's what she wants. Oh, I love I love hateful comments. Yeah. Just it, for some odd reason I love hateful comments. No, and so we bad. like reading them on the podcast, oh. right? So it, it works out it works out for everybody. It's a little bit of a, a a sadomasochism thing that we have here. Well, I think it's I mean, especially now where everybody likes to be roasted, I think it's just a, a little nice roast. Yeah. Yeah. So would you please go on iTunes, leave a five-star review, and just roast Starshine. It would make her so happy. I get roasted all the time. I mean, you can do that for me too, but I don't need it as much. Starshine really needs it. Just make make the girl happy. You know You know what I, would be interesting to find out? What people's first drinks, their true first drinks are, and how it's evolved to what, what they're drinking now. 
just to see what their first experience was with mm, the dream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, let's say they did love Malibu and see what they've evolved to. So do you know how many people say Midori Sour is like their first drink or Adios Motherfucker? Like, those are those are two drinks all the time. We're like, I used to always order $2 AMFs at like the bowling alley or like the bar I used to go to or something like that. All right, we will be right back with more Zen Tiki Lounge and Julio. Julio, we're back here in the Zen Tiki Lounge. How do you feel about that? I, I'm feeling really relaxed right now. Oh, good. That's the coconut melee. So let's tell the listeners a little bit about you. Um, you are collaborating with me on something soon. Not that you haven't already with the um, well, no, we've been doing the videos that yeah. we've been doing on Instagram. But so I guess so. Tell the listeners. Um, how and why you're into videography and and your hobby and well um well let uh, well let's start at the beginning uh when i was around 25 i tried acting actually i figured you know we live in close to la and might as well see what this whole acting is it's to be honest the reason i did it was because it, there was a lot of money being thrown around so why not? Good enough. Why not me, right? It's one of those things like the lottery. Why not me? And I believe you were in a, a recurring role as one of the California Raisins in those commercials. Well, right? just the left, not the right. Oh, okay. Got so, it. Yeah, that's unfortunate. Um, but uh, but yeah, we I ended up getting the acting bug because I took one role and then... And he says when he was 25, like he's still pretty young. I'm just saying. Uh, I fart dust, so... It's it's not the same, but I got the acting gig and it, it there there is such thing as an acting bug, and I would say people paying attention to you, you being someone that you're that you're not um, acting with different people. It's just it's amazing if if anyone has an opportunity to be an actor through theater or through film, I would recommend it because it's it's an experience and. It helps you grow because it takes it makes you look at yourself. And I just have no patience for that. Oh. Like I, I have a short attention span. So like I can I can do a podcast. I'm in control. I decide when it happens and how it happens and all those things. But to actually show up and rehearse and be at places at certain times and be told what to do all the time. Oh God, I can't do that. Well, it there is a artistic um, an artistic point of how you direct yourself. So um, for instance, I, I had a, a one role that I had was I had to I had to watch my wife die. So I had to place myself in a situation where I run up to the house and she's not there anymore. And it, emotionally, it takes you to different places that yeah. you, you may not want to go. But when you're there, you seeing that it's not you, you get to take a step back and actually review yourself. So I, I would always recommend people to do it. But from there... I don't like emotions. Then you're dead inside. <laughs> <laughs> well. <laughs> but through there, you, I actually always, I always fell in love with the film, but not really um, to be in front of it, but I always loved being behind of it because I always hated... Well, in, big, in acting, there's always a hurry up and wait aspect to it, but I always ended up um, making a lot of friends with the Teamsters, the lighting, the camera people, and... It actually fascinated me more, so I continued that. Here and there, I did a little projects with film. Um, I'm doing one for an independent um, 
organization right now um, for for the adult entertainment industry. If if it adults uh, medical NICU, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> um, so I'm doing some uh, something of, of that nature, filming filming different parts of it, but um, I I really love the camera work and and just overall. Well, I sense that you like, like that because you know I I. I'm, you saw my videos and you were like, I could do that. Well, like, I could do it better. I saw your videos <laughs> and I went, what are you filming on? And he's all, oh, just my iPhone. And I was, no, no, not, e not even if you were 100 yards would I let that happen. You, we have to change it. We have to change the lighting. And amazingly, everything is about lighting. Oh, well, no, I, I don't. I, I, I don't. Well, lighting and sound. I mean, you, you really need to nail both. I, I can't stand watching something that looks beautiful and they're wearing like a poor lapel mic or something. Yeah, and it's no, just, no, no, it's no. just bad. There's there's an art to it, but let's let's talk about the evolution of what we're gonna do. Okay, well, wait a little bit more about you and how we got to this point, right? Okay, so you 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 explained your background and why you're interested, and then and then you said, hey, I I can do these videos better for you, the cocktail videos that we were doing on Instagram. Um, and then I, I mentioned to you that I, I always thought like sunshine should be in space. Sunshine should have like a spinoff. Yes. You said, I hear you said, I have an idea about putting sunshine in the moon. Yes. And my head went a thousand miles an hour <laughs> and I said, yes, this is something. Okay. So this is not, we're not trying to go. Um, Eric Andre, I don't know who that is. Show it, yeah. If you ever watch the show, it's on Comedy <laughs> Central. We're not going that route where he actually shoots someone on film. We're trying to do something where where we like the listeners that you have so far, but we want to give them an experience that they've never experienced before. Basically, the podcast. Just imagine it on on ten. Ten rums, ten rums. That you well, finish. I mean, but I, I would also say, maybe also don't think of the podcast because my role in this is to—it's a different medium, but also Sunshine gets to expand his. I'm talking about myself with a third person, but Sunshine gets to expand his character, gets to expand a story. Yes, it—it's—it's it's whatever like, whatever that story ends up being. Imagine, <laughs> imagine. Okay, this is what I, this is one, one of my thoughts. So imagine uh, there's a lottery, right? But not just an ordinary lottery. Let's say the lottery started at one trillion. And it kept on going higher and mm -hmm. higher and higher for a year. No one won the lottery for a year. And then guess who won it? Sunshine. What does Sunshine do with all his, all his money? Well, I've actually told the listeners before that if I became like beyond independently wealthy, I would do one of two things. Both if it was enough money, but one of two things. I would uh, purchase a casino somewhere on the Las Vegas Strip and turn it into my own world. Like it would be just be, I mean, the bars, the restaurants, the, the casino. Finally, finally a casino on the Las Vegas Strip where there's not just girls dancing up on the tables. We got some boys too. I just want to see pretty people dancing, <laughs> right? Um, and, or uh, I, would, um, I would build an evil lair somewhere 
in a volcano, in a moon. underwater, on the moon. Yes, I would. I would build an evil lair. So why can't we have your casino on the moon? I suppose we could. I mean, we can have. Well, the conversations I've already had with Elon are going well, and the good thing about that is, is like, I don't know if everybody knows, but the 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 cost of going to space is actually the weight. So currently, um, Elon has it down to one hundred and twenty-two thousand dollars per pound. That's yeah. so. If you're a hundred and eighty-pound person, just multiply that. Right? It gets it gets expensive real quick. But um, they're getting the cost down, and so um, slot machines are heavy. Well, <laughs> not in the, not in space. Well, they're heavy before you get them up there. But but yes, it would be great. Yes, casino on the moon, or in just in space orbiting. That'd be fine. So basically, we're just trying to put you in a car in the moon and floating, uh, floating around. So it's going to be an experience. I, I would say that. It's going to be an experience. And I, w- I would say to your listeners, don't give up on us after the first episode. Because just with everything, it has well, to be why, why do you say that? Oh, Sometimes the first episode is great. No, you don't want it to be great. You want to build up. Well, let me tell you something. I've been watching Space Force. And I've gotten through six episodes. The sixth one was finally okay. But I don't want the listeners to have to wait that long. No, no, no. We're, we're, <laughs> but we're just like Space Force? or just by, by what episode do you plan on us firing on all thrusters? I would say I'm going to give it episode six. Oh, come on! <laughs> That's <laughs> too, long. It's too six. long. Well, we have to figure out, we have to figure out um, first of all, how how you're going to react in space and it's going to take a little while because we're literally we're going to be blasting off on the first episode yes and then we're going to build up on the topics uh, by the way if any of the listeners have any topics we should be covering on the moon it would uh be um well plot appreciate we're asking for plot line yes plot lines but we already have some um i don't know if you want to reveal some of them or no, I think we should. I think we should keep that mystery for now. Okay. I mean, we've 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 already told them a lot. Um, I I trust that you are able to uh, make sure that I look good. Well, that's not going to be hard. <laughs> the, oh, what a nice thing! For you the to hard say. part is going to be you concentrating on the topics that we give you. I can concentrate on the topics. Yeah, and not go awry. I can stay on point, not go on tangents. Well, to be well, I mean, I don't know what I don't know what you're going to put in front of me on the teleprompter. So now I'm like, well, I mean, if it's just a bunch of dicks, I might get distracted. <laughs> well, uh, well <laughs> I don't know how to respond. Just maybe, maybe not. Okay. Um. So, so listeners, here's here's the here's the deal. Uh, we we've already been talking about this for quite a while, and um, so I told Julio, all right, all right, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna go get the background out, I'm gonna hang it up, which took forever. <laughs> I got distracted easily. <laughs> I thought <laughs> for different reasons, for different reasons, um, and uh, and we were actually gonna go do some, we were gonna do some shooting this morning, but the lighting was all wrong apparently. Yeah, no, I. I woke up in this morning and I I got up and I looked at the sun and I don't know. If did you, you look directly at the sun? Because you well, shouldn't do that. If you live the in the president s- did that. 
Well, it wasn't good. Listen, that man is a gift. Yes. He's a gift. Yes. All right. I didn't say what kind of gift, but he's yeah, a yeah, gift. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All Gifts right? come in all shapes and sizes and, and yeah. You could put a turd in the box and still be a gift. You can. Okay. But I, if you live in Southern California, the sun is about a thousand degrees right now. And uh, <laughs> you literally can cook eggs on the, on mm-hmm. the asphalt. So, or a tennis court. Mm-hmm. So for me to get the perfect lighting, I would say we would have to have been at like six o'clock up. And I don't know if you know anything about sunshine. But they know. Uh, he doesn't know what six o'clock a.m. is. No. So that would be. I, w- I I literally would be better off getting him to space. Actually. Yeah. I mean, no. That. Yeah. That. So the lighting was off, but we go to Plan B, and Plan B would be uh, do it in studio, mm-hmm. which is right here, and uh, we'll get the shot right before uh, right before we shoot the episode. So that way you don't have to change consistently like a random day. We'll do it one day. We can b- bring the backdrop down. And- you know, you only live 400 feet from me, so oh. it's not really like this is that's yeah. a problem. <laughs> like, you know when I'm home. I, I, I mean, I can just be like, my spacesuit is on. You can come over. Which, which you know, um, to some people, if you got a text that said, my spacesuit is on, come on over, that could be a whole different thing. I think that would get me inside your house anytime. Okay, keep that in mind. Maybe I should let your wife borrow the spacesuit. <laughs> that would get me inside the house <laughs> all the time. <laughs> all right. Um, so yeah, so sunshine in space or on the moon or some version of that is 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 happening. It's uh, all coming to fruition. Julio, like he said, he's got a whole bunch of ideas in his head, and I I already like uh, I already like what he's done. Uh, and like he mentioned, you know, lighting is really important, and that's something that even when I just take pictures of my cocktails, I just I just don't care enough to put a lot of effort into the lighting. and But I know every once in a while you get a really great shot and you're like, oh, that looks so good. And it's like, or, you know, you wait till the magic hour. And which right now, what is it, about 7 p.m.? Uh, no, it's like around 8. Is it? Yeah. yeah. So, you know, that you get that perfect golden even light with no direct rays. And it's just, it looks, every, it makes everyone's skin look better. Um, or, or cocktails. Well, I would say lighting is probably the most important thing just because, especially in pictures, because if you don't have the right lighting, you don't bring out your picture. And you're trying to, with pictures, you're trying to tell a story. It's just not a, just a picture. When you take a picture of your cocktails, you're not just telling them, this is a cocktail. You're telling them, this is what you want. And with the perfect lighting, the perfect timing. I want you to see the sweat on the outside of the glass. That's what makes it. So you always have to have the perfect lighting. And even though it's a pain, it's well worth it. I know it's worth it. <laughs> I just still skip it. Uh, maybe I'll learn my lesson once and for all. Um, so listeners, I'll say this. If, if you have uh, if you have any questions about this, you're just curious about it, of course, you can send that to mail at zentikilange.com. We're probably happy to go into maybe a little bit more detail. But I'm thinking about this, you know, perhaps at some point in the very near future, like in the next episode or two, um, I may have to completely compartmentalize part of Sunshine that exists only in that other universe, and then he cannot be talked about here mm. on the podcast. I don't know, I, but I was kind of thinking about that. That sounds interesting. But right now, it's a free-for-all. 
as my mind uh, usually is. All right, we, uh, we, we, we need to move on. Um, I, Julio, I want to ask you, what do you, and this kind of comes from listeners, but what do you miss most about the pre-pandemic world? Ooh. Well, it's one of those things that you don't know until you start doing it again. Like, so I was, before this, well, you know what? I do work in the medical field. So if you wonder what my day job is, it is in the medical field. I just miss not wearing that stupid mask all day. I would say the indentations on your face for me is probably one of the biggest things. I just, hmm. just don't want that anymore. Also, that's pretty reasonable. Yeah, I think that's one of the big things. Second, I would say um, just overall going to the gym and going to see friends. I haven't seen all my friends for a while, and I miss seeing my friends. I miss my friends' kids' parties, my friends' birthday parties. I miss getting drunk and then just <laughs> randomly meeting people. I was, I'm a very social butterfly, and I miss just talking to random people and it's, it gets harder and harder as you get older because you start getting into the creature stage. So if you start, if you like, if you're a certain age and you start talking to people that are a certain age, you just become a creep. So you, well, I mean, are you talking to like 12 year olds? Like, what are you talking about? No, no, no. That shouldn't be a problem. So, okay. So for instance, I love Portland, even though we live in Southern California and I love Southern California, I love Portland because Portland was the only place I was able to approach other people and just have a simple conversation. So you like hippies? So I love hippies. They're <laughs> really nice. They love to chat. But it, so I miss that part. In certain aspects, you could have done it. But in Southern California, where people are a little bit more protective, you would do that. Well, especially in Orange County. Yes. Like in Orange County, people are like MySpace. Yeah. You know. You know. Don't don't come to me. Yeah. Yeah. So I miss that that part. Just being talking to people. Hmm. I don't miss that um, because I, I mean, just, just through, so, I mean, okay. So I've been back to work for five weeks now since furlough ended. Um, and I'm working most days from home. So like one day a week, I actually go in and then the other four days I'm at home. And I actually, I do get bored at times because normally when I'm at work and I get bored, um, then I just go out into my operation and I actually interact with the people that work for me. And so I actually like that, right? Cause you're always looking for new talent. You're always looking for somebody who needs assistance. You're always just observing and, and trying to improve things. And so I can't do any of that right now, but instead I'm gardening, I'm baking, I'm recording more podcasts. I'm uh, other stuff, right? So that's kind of what takes up that time but I think the thing that I the thing that I miss the most is you we took for granted and I don't think we had to or should have but we took for granted the fact that you just knew certain things about the world were going to be a certain way so for example um you, you know you you hear me and Starshine talk about going to Vegas all the time I've been to Vegas twice since it reopened it's probably more than I should have gone <laughs> But both times, I mean, I had to actually heavily research what was open. What hours was it open? Could we even go to certain places? Um, once we were there, 
what did we need to do and have with us, you know, like masks and sanitizer and whatever it might be. Um, I, I don't like that. I, I mean, I want to just go and just be, understand, like... Be spontaneous, right? Yes, yes. And so you really you really can't be spontaneous. So I, I really miss that. And then, and then the other thing that I miss is those annual events. The, the annual events that you look forward to, like, I don't love the Orange County Fair, but I do go every year at least once. Well, it would have started yesterday. And it would go on for the next month. But it's not a thing this year. So I can't go to like that one concert that I would usually go to by a cover band of a great 80s group or and then just, you know, eat stupid food and and drink way too expensive alcohol. Yeah. uh, I mean, there's this just the simplicity of living around. (laughs) Yeah. That you that that's totally taken away from us. But now on the flip side. So now on the flip side, I want to ask you this. What have you, because, and I'll answer it first and then I'll say, so so on the flip side, I think people have been doing things that they're actually like, I hope I do more of this when we either have a vaccine or things get better. And for me, that is um, exercising more regularly and cooking at home more often. Both of those things, like I'm just doing all the time. And I always had an excuse not to do them. I came home too late from work. I was too tired after I came home from work. Um, I have two days off and both days are completely filled with errands or like, you know, those excuses. And then, so we'd be like, I'll get Del Taco on the way home or I'll do this instead of eating healthy or I'll, so I've been able to eat healthy and exercise more than I ever have in the last 15 years. Okay. I'm completely opposite. Uh, <laughs> I know. Cause I know a lot of people are like sitting there eating potato chips and cheesecake and drinking their brains out. Well, <laughs> I would say uh, when things happen, when things open up, I am going to go crazy because I realize with all this pandemic, like life is really short. Like we should be going outside more. So when this thing opens up, I'm going to go surfing. I'm going to go hiking. I'm going to go to the bars more often uh, as, as long as the baby's okay with it. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> Gonna, she's getting old. She can almost take care of herself fine. now. What is she? Five? Uh, uh, three? Uh, two? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not that greatest. When's the birthday party? Next weekend? <laughs> Next week. <laughs> so I'm just going to be more off, more outgoing, I would say. I, I've always wanted to teach her how to surf. So I'm gonna, you, you have a good radio voice, by the way. Oh, thank you. I'm going to go surfing more. I'm going to go to restaurants more. I... We've been trying to support our local restaurants that yes. we love. Have you been to the Mediterranean place across the street yet? No. It's so good. You can walk to it. No, there's so many places that we have to support. Though. It is so good. I don't know. It's right across the street. Sumir would love to see you. <laughs> Tell him Brian and Tim's not you. He doesn't really know our names, but I go support the 7 Eleven. Oh my God. With Malibu. Are you kidding me? <laughs> So I'm going to tell you the the things that I buy most frequently. So we have a 7-Eleven that's like, what, quarter mile? It's like we, we walk to it, right? Um, and uh, I, I buy two things from there frequently. Cheese. Sometimes I'm out of cheese in the house, and I just have to have my cheese snack before I go to bed. And so we'll go over to 7-Eleven, and I'll buy some cheese. Uh, and then the other thing is ice. Cheese and ice. That's all I ever buy from 7-Eleven. dongs and and it's always at late at night ding dongs and a beer just one beer 
just because I'm having the craving for it. Would you buy the 24 ounce? Yes. Like the mega can. Like the Cholo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Do you put bag. it in the bag? Yeah, okay. Just making sure. And then I lean back and I, you know, when I check out, I go, orale. No, you don't. <laughs> you do not. <laughs> but yeah, ding dongs. And it's always late, late at night because the wife has chocolate cravings and we're always trying to be good. Always trying. We're always trying to be healthy, but... Your wife hasn't gained a pound in the years that you've been living here. I know. It's so crazy. I'm trying to get her fat. <laughs> I have no idea how to how it works with she, girls. Your wife, I believe she's one of those one of those women who like had the baby and like looked the same after. Oh yeah, you know, she's a skinny bitch. <laughs> you know, when you when you see my wife, those are my wife is the girl that all the other girls go, that's a skinny bitch. Yes, that is my wife. I've told her completely times, and you know what she says? She goes, I'm happy with it. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so we kind of have some ideas of what we might do when this is over, and, and, hopefully, and hopefully we all live through it. You know? and just saying. <sighs> I don't want to bring everybody down. Um, when I go for coffee, I sometimes get behind somebody who's ordering before me. And I'm talking not a Starbucks, but like a mom and pop, essentially a Starbucks, but a mom and pop, right? I just, it makes me, angry's the wrong word, but it just, ugh, ugh. Constipated? When the person in front of me wants to have a coffee experience instead of just ordering and getting out of my way. These are the, these are the people who, they go up to the register and they're like, what kind of coffee do you guys have? Now, I'm already thinking like WTF lady. But then they go on to say like, well, what can you tell me about that French roast? Wait, what, what kind of coffee places are you going? The one down the street on Tustin. And... Like Starbucks? No, it's not Starbucks. And they're asking like for experience? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. So, and then, and then they'll like go on to me like, um, do you have do you have gluten free pastries? And they're like, we have we have gluten free cookies. Oh, but no pastries. And they're like, well, no, we have gluten free cookies. Oh, I was hoping for a gluten free pastry. And I'm like, okay, lady, you need to stop the conversation right now. They've already told you the gluten free options are cookies. They're right there in front of you. Going on and on and on about the other places you go that have gluten-free pastries does none of us any good, especially when we're all standing six feet behind each other and the line is going way off in another direction. You just need to choose your freaking coffee and your pastry, your gluten-free cookie, because it's your only option, and just let us order. You know, these are the times where I propose midget with a crowbar. I can picture that, but I don't know what you mean by that. Every store should have a midget with a crowbar. Especially a coffee place, because when they, they're small people, they're small people. But when a person comes out asking for all these questions, crowbar to the knee, <laughs> and then they just go hide in the corner. <laughs> it's all their job is. I would hire one immediately. Small person comes out with a crowbar, wax them in the knee. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's it. Look out, Karen! It's gonna happen to you. Wait, wait. Uh, okay. So, I, I didn't realize. I forgot that. You're supposed to say you're small people. Yeah. I totally forgot. My bad. If anyone's listening, my bad. I'm sorry. Well, so last week's episode, we talked about something a little bit controversial. I ended up editing out quite a bit of it because I was like, I don't want to deal with it. Um, but 
uh, well, we talked about the Redskins and blah, 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 but I edited out a lot of that. So listeners, you didn't get oh, to hear it. Oh, my take, hot take in a second. Uh huh. Definitely should change the name. Well, yeah. Definitely. I like the uh, war, uh, Washington Warriors. That is trending, I think, in Twitter. Trending oh, number one. Oh. Definitely should go with that. Kaylani's take so on that was even though it wouldn't be geographically <clears throat> correct, she was like, you know, like the Algonquins or something like that. Because that would be like New York, upper Northeast area. But anyway, um, <laughs> that's way, way into it. Uh, by the way, if you've never been to the Algonquin Hotel in New York, Manhattan, really, really, really nice old hotel with great cocktails and cats. They have I, cats running around the lobby. I would recommend the Ninja Turtles Hotel. It's Isn't that in Japan? No, it's in New York. It's what? a lair dressed like Ninja Turtles. It's on Airbnb. Airbnb. Look it up, people. It is great. You haven't been there, though. No, it, the waiting list is three years. <laughs> Um, well, you could also, you could also do that. Okay. Um, okay. So I want to give a shout out to a long friend of the podcast because he just updated his website. It's looking really nice. So you're familiar with Digitiki or Marty Lush. He has the Quiet Village podcast and he's updated his website. It looks fancier. The buttons are more clickable, uh, but you can still find the stuff you're looking for. Of course, the podcast is there. Uh, he's got another tab for Quiet Village Radio. So if you want to just click play and listen to the best sourced exotica for hours and hours and hours, you want to go to this website and you want to do that. Uh, Marty always does a great job of scouring the interwebs, his vinyl and, and other people's collections. He also on the podcast, great interviews with people inside the exotica world, the tiki world, the artists, the music, all of it. So, uh, and of course, I've been on his podcast a few times, but go listen to the Quiet Village podcast and check out digitiki.com, D-I-G-I-T-I-K-I.com. He's just updated his website, and I just wanted to give a shout out because um, there were a couple people who didn't realize that he had refreshed it, and once they've gone over there, they're like, oh, look, there's new content. It looks really nice. So check it out. Um, the next thing I want to do is I want to share subscriber stats. We haven't done that in a while. Um, so Julio, did you know that on any given month between six and 7,000 people are subscribing to this podcast? No, I didn't. I know it's ridiculous. <laughs> I, I remember when it was 50. That's a lot of people. It is. It's actually, it surprises me. The, now, how do you get notified? Well, when you, so your, your, your podcast is, is put up on a hosting service and the hosting service can measure the traffic. Oh, okay. No. Well, simple yeah yeah i don't have to do anything it all happens in the background on their web interface um but it, you know some of them break it down more than others and the one we're using now it breaks it down more than our previous hosting service um and so the top states the top five states are california number one oregon is number two followed by washington nevada florida you want to take a guess at number five it's really you just wouldn't think wyoming that would actually be more interesting than this one. Michigan? Wisconsin, you're close, oh. geographically. Now, the cities in order, similar to the states, but not the same order. So number one is the Los Angeles region, followed by Seattle, Milwaukee, Fort Lauderdale, and Las Vegas. Now, obviously, the United States is the, is the country where most people dial in. After that, it's Australia. And then the UK. 
Um, so essentially all of the uh, <laughs> colonies. <laughs> wait, wait. And what, you have people from Australia looking? Yeah, we have quite a following in Australia. Uh, I love my Aussies. They're, they're just the greatest people in the world. Yeah, uh, Tiki is quite popular uh, down under. Oh, yeah. Shout out to all the Aussies. You guys amazing people. I'm a sucker with a man in it with an Australian accent. That's my Siri. It's oh, set to that. Yeah, yeah. It's Although I'll say the Siri Australian accent, it's not Aussie enough. How Aussie can you get? It's it's a very light accent. It's besides the Siri. like I want to almost not be able to understand it. Oh, well, that's that's like outback Aussie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. I like that. <laughs> yeah. Um. Oh, also, Seattle people. Seattle's great. We've it's we've had a good city. we've had a good time in Seattle I, several times. I I went and visited one time. Great bar hopping. Oh, the bar the bar hopping out there is amazing, but. Also, the Fisherman's Wharf down there, can't recreate that. I think it's overrated. What? You don't go to that Starbucks, do you? Oh, I, I went to the Starbucks. Well, once. It's okay to go once, well, yeah, but yeah. You, you can't be a repeat. No, 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 no. I, I just love the... Do you same. know when the cruise ships dock? Like, that's literally where they dock is, like, right there. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, well, it, I mean, you can't visit anything more than twice. It just loses its, its allure. Yeah, we actually did the Space Needle for the first time on our last visit when the cruise ship came into port. We'd, I'd never been up there before. Um, and they remodeled it. It's really nice. It's got that glass floor you can see all the way down. Husband didn't like that very much. He doesn't like heights. I like the trails that they have out there. No, I haven't done any of that. Me and the old lady are, uh, are runners, and we love running up there. It was just, it, it was like literally like, the city and then the the wilderness was the air all moist were, oh, you get, were you getting wet it was well actually you know what they told us a secret oh i don't know if i should say it out loud but they said that the whole bad weather is overblown and they they just like that whole that whole over that the, it's always raining there just to be just to be known to keep people from moving there. See, I don't think that's true because um, the husband's brother and sister lived in the Seattle region for several years. And uh, another friend of the podcast also did, just right out of a suburb of Seattle. And, and she said, she goes, you know, it doesn't rain as much as people think, but it's cloudy and you don't see the sun for weeks at a time sometimes. And she was like, I would just miss the sun. She goes, you get depressed. You really do get depressed. I heard about that. I actually, I like overcast skies and a little rain now and then. And I think I actually, I actually might enjoy that because I don't live here all my life. I don't really go yeah. to the beach. I haven't gone to the beach since like regularly since I was in college. I just well, don't. I mean, when you, when you live in Southern California, anytime it drops below 75 degrees, you put a jacket on. Yes. Which is ridiculous. I understand. But I mean, when you go to other places, you realize how, like, other places are, and you just start, like, fantasizing about living in... Well, if you... When we went to Seattle... Well, I fantasize about actual weather and seasons, right? Like, because I don't know seasons. Maybe not snow. I've heard snow is pretty bad. If it was just, like, two months out of the year, I think I would actually enjoy it. But, yeah, if it was, like, three, four, five, six months... Oh, God, no. No, 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 no. Like our like our listeners in our listeners in Milwaukee and Wisconsin, I'm so sorry. No, you have you have hot, humid, icky, sticky summer summers, and then you have a very beautiful fall, but it's not as long as it should be, and then you go into sleet, slut, snow, all of that. You know what? But I didn't meet a, a nurse that's from, from Wisconsin. Nicest people, 
nicest people. And I love that accent. Yeah. I love the accent. I don't know what, what is it with me, but I love accents. So if you have an accent, you have a beautiful voice. Well, I'm afraid we're at the end of the podcast. Is there anything else that you want to tell the listeners before I have to hit the butt? No. Uh, pleasure to be pleasure to be on the podcast, even though I only live like two, 20 feet away from you. <laughs> so I know every time you're doing a podcast. But uh, check out our new... It's probably going to be on YouTube. Uh, we'll probably put them on other platforms, too. Um, our uh, what, What's our space odyssey going to be called? I'm not entirely sure yet. Okay. Well... Uh, check it out. It's gonna be a. It's gonna be an experience, but I think it, it won't be. be. It. I mean, it won't be as well put together as a Kubrick film. I'm just. Let's say that right now. Well, Stanley. But you'll do your best. Stanley Kubrick might be in it. I'm just saying. It is <laughs> okay. It, we might have him there. Mm-hmm. But it. It will be a fun time and put him on if, a popsicle stick. And, like hold him up. <laughs> if you got, if what probably we're we're debating on how long it's gonna be. But if you got some time, check it out. You want to be entertained. You want to drink a little cocktail while you're watching it? Yes. Always welcome. Yep. Yeah, you won't be able to miss it once it's ready because uh, I'll obviously make it very, very, very uh, upfront and visible to everybody. I want to thank you for joining us here in the Zen Tiki Lounge. We are the tiki bar that lives in your head, the dimly lit tiki bar that lives in your head. Uh, go ahead and visit the website. Make sure you check out our cocktails link and mix up one of the drinks you haven't already tried. We hope to see you at one of the events sometime in the near future, sans pandemic, of course. And most of all, you know, be good to each other, have a good time, stay safe, and don't forget to say something nice to somebody else. I mean, just, you should, right? If you're not saying something nice to somebody every day, just give it a whirl. I think you'll really enjoy it. You'll make the world a better place. And until next time, mahalo. Mahalo.